Are there things in life that scare you a little? But excite you a lot? Are you chasing those things? Are you letting fear dictate your life? If you're ready to break free from that cage of fear and to live an abundantly happy life, then you're in the right place. I guarantee you, you will be happier for seeking what sets your soul on fire. Join Lindsay Hanlon as we explore paths, passions, and purpose that guides us towards our best selves. This is the Winging and Rise Up Podcast. Okay. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Wing It, Rise Up. Today, I have Taylor Samank with me, and it's so crazy because I just met him last week (laughs) through our work, and you know that I always tell you guys, don't wait. So I was like, I'm just messaging him, seeing if he wants to come on because he has an amazing message that really links up to what the core is around Wing It, Rise Up. And so I really want to drive those points home, especially as you know the new year is coming and get you guys all motivated and excited to go after what you want in life. And so I want to let him introduce himself since he can probably do a much better job of that than I can being that we just met, but we just met through our work and we were discussing a lot of our backgrounds and where, you know, we got started and how we got to where we're at today. And he has a really cool story and he's been very successful at such a young age. So welcome Taylor. And thank you for coming on and being here today. Wow. Well, thank you so much for having me. It truly means a lot. Um, I know it's crazy. We connected literally a couple of days ago, it feels like, and just instantly connections. So I'm happy to be on here. Yeah. It's very exciting. So tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're at, what you do and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. So basically um, how we got connected was through work, which you mentioned, which is through Apex. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. And the reason I even got into Apex and what I've even after, I'll, I'll back up just a little bit. But basically, before this, um, and we'll probably get into it, so I won't touch on it a lot of it, but played in the NFL for a couple of years, uh, traveled a lot through that, had a lot of cool experiences that were amazing. I wouldn't trade for anything. Um, got to do a lot of cool things um, there. And then how we met was through Apex, um, which I had insurance business before this, but then that led me to figuring out these new rules to the game of life, uh, or really the game of business, in which was like, okay, cool, like I figured out football for me was my sport. So I was like, okay, I figured out the rules, made it to like the top level and like try to, you know, be the top 1%. But then I was like, well, I'm transitioning out of that. Now, how do I, you know, create this in the business world? Cause this is what I'm doing now. And that's what led me to apex. That's what led to this relationship with you. And right. so it's just, it's been amazing how short that window has been, but also how much I've learned in a short window, um, which has been amazing. And only it's a testament to my environment and the community around me. Right. I mean, there's so much that goes into the culture, your environment, the people you surround yourself with. That is like the biggest level up, I think, in life is who you allow in your inner circle and who's like feeding you each day. And so, like you said, like with Apex, you've got all the gear on. I can see. I know. I just happened to have it on today. (laughs) You just happened to have it on today. But it has been like driving us to be the best versions of ourselves, which obviously I want for everyone that listens to my show is how can we really tap into who we are and go after what we want in life. And that is what Apex is all about. But what I really love that when we were speaking, because we're both former athletes that gained tons of experience from our career and mine wasn't in a professional sense, but it has been a game changer for me. But what we both have in common is that we jumped in before we were technically ready for it or really knew all the skills, right? So can you tell everybody how you got into being 
a punter in the NFL, like super cool because, you know, I, everyone here knows that listens to my show that I just started swimming. I had no idea what any of the strokes were, but I was like, I'm going to try out. And it just, you know, was a blessing to me. So it's, you have a very similar story just in football. So go ahead. Yeah, I love it. Um, that's kind of how it was for me too. Like, so the way it happened, I kicked, um, growing up just because that was something that I did playing soccer and, I was, I wanted to play receiver and if anybody's familiar with football, they understand that position. Um, but basically I wanted to play a different position and I never sent any film out when you get recruited for college. I was just like, that's not what I want to do. But I was small. I was like five foot eight and like 140 pounds. Like that's not recruitable as a receiver. So I was like, I'm just gonna wait till I keep growing, keep growing. Didn't actually happen until I got to college, <laughs> which I was like, wow, I wish it would have been earlier. But with kicking, I didn't, I just did it because I had like no one else could do it and I was pretty good at it. And the punting thing didn't even happen until I got to college. So when I got recruited, they're like, okay, cool, you can come in and kick. But the, the coach was like, hey, we need to, need to learn how to punt too. And I was like, well, I don't know how to do that. And they're like, well, we're not bringing anybody else in and you're going to be playing on the weekends <laughs> on TV. So I'm like, you better figure it out. I'm like, well, <laughs> great. So basically, it took that summer three months and was like, okay, how do we figure this out? Go back to the basics. Um, thankfully I grew up in an amazing family with my grandfather, um, who was basically coached for the Cowboys He's in the hall of fame, strength coach with Tom Landry, like back in the day, but he was a punter randomly enough and studied punting and he was in the sports science. So he had like these high tech, like <laughs> slow, slow, basically slower than GoPro, like just, but like had cameras everywhere and we'd like study how to be a punter. Um, and so we would basically go through film. That's where I learned to actually watch film. Didn't really watch film in high school. I mean, you did, but you didn't. And then, so I had to learn how to do that. And so I would decide for like, okay, well, if they're doing this and we'd watch games on the weekends of pro punters and see exactly what they're doing. And I had three months to figure it out. So I was like, anything I can do, that was like my work. So it was five days a week, eight hours a day, really was just trying to figure this thing out and ended up being one of the things that I love to do. And actually what I did in the NFL more than I even kicked. So it was just amazing how in five, really four and a half years, I was coming from not doing it at all, really not knowing what, how to do it to being one of the top 32 in the world. At it. So it's just, it was crazy to look back on it and think about that in the moment, but it was more like looking back on like, wow, that's kind of crazy. And, um, but yeah, just, it just, one of those things just kind of happened and ran with it. Right. And I think that's awesome. I was listening to a podcast of Ed Milet's actually with Colin O'Brady, where he was like, well, I'm going to row across this like really treacherous water. And he was like, I'm not a rower yet. (laughs) And so it's kind of like what we want you guys to understand is that like you can jump in if it's calling you and learn as you go. You don't have to have all of the answers. And I think that's one of the most important messages in life is like, everybody just counts themselves out. They're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Most people that are really successful don't really know what they're doing, you know, and like, they just know that they want to do it. So they just go and do it. You know what I mean? Like figure it out. Like you studied it, you learned, like, I just went down and I was like, jumped in, I watched them and I was like, okay, I'll do like a little freestyle. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, ended up being a breaststroker, but I did not know all the technical little aspects of it. I just kept practicing it and practicing it and really enjoyed, you know, kind of mastering it in a way, you know, then there's never really an end game. I feel like there's always like more you can learn and more you can push. And so I think if you go in it thinking like that, then it's like, you don't have to know all the answers. You're just going to keep getting like incremental better each time as you tweak things. And yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's huge because that's the biggest misconception that we tell ourselves, and it's really a procrastination tool we use on ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, and when I have all the things or all the ducks in a row, I'll start. Well, I don't care who you are. If you're even Michael Phelps. He didn't have all the ducks in a row. He didn't become yeah. Michael Phelps until he became Michael Phelps. Like it's the whole idea of like the word I tell people. It's like the word become. It starts with be. You have to first be it in order before you become it. But we think we have to like become this amazing person today. And that's just right. not how life works. But we use it on ourselves to make sense of it. Like, oh, you know, I'm just going to, when I get to that point, well, that point's never going to come if you don't start today. So it's right. just like one of those deals where it's same thing in everything. Because my goal growing up, and I still have a piece of paper, which is really cool. I'm glad I kept it. When I was 14, I was like, I want to play in the NFL. And it was a receiver. And it's like, if I have to kick, I will. That was literally what I wrote. <laughs> so I didn't want to do it. And looking at it then in that transfer period of like my senior year going into college, I was like, the really only shot I have right now is to go on this kicking route and they wanted me to punt. So I was like, I just had to figure it out because I'm not going to sacrifice my dream or my goal that I have of wanting to do that to just because I don't know how to yet. Um, and so it ended up being, it's just one of those things that's really sticking to the commitment of this is what I said I'm going to do. This is what I want. And this is the obstacle, quote unquote obstacle. It's really opportunity that I have in my mind or my life right now that can set separate me from everything else and the real thing is no one really has all the answers everybody looks like they do but a lot of people especially at the very high level are just like you know i'm just we're all in the biggest experiment because a lot of steps things we're doing is stepping into the unknown like that's the one thing about the top one percent of people and you know this especially in sports and people you are it's it's constantly going up against this if we're chasing this one percent we're chasing this uncomfortability that means we're constantly going into spaces we haven't been before. So right. it's never going to stop. Like, and we think that it's just going to like one day when we get there, like, oh, this is going to be easy. Then you're going to be very mistaken. You're going to be so mistaken about what is actually there when you get there that you'll be fr- maybe frustrated or you may stop then or there. But if you understand like, hey, like it's going to be a constant, you know, I'm coming against this wall every single time of right. like, I'm going to do something new. Like, which you can have a perspective of like, oh, that's a great opportunity to, you know, to elevate myself. Or it's like, man, I'm never going to have a break. Like you can look at those two different things the same way or different and they get a different result. So right. it really does come down to that. And it's understanding like, I don't care who you are, even, you know, the top people that you see on TV every single day are finding those little, the, the, the gap, maybe the little thing that's looking at maybe a lot smaller to you because that's where they're honing in on. It's not like, oh, I'm just, I'm figuring out how to punt. No, it's like, how do I make it punt and spiral at this particular time to make sure he like drops it or something like, so like those are like, you start honing in and digging deeper, but it's still something I I haven't done before. So. And I think what's cool that you said too, about opportunity is like having that mindset. Like if you had just been set on, I'm going to be a receiver. And if it's that or not, no NFL for me, I mean, I mean, not many people are going to say no to that, but, but I'm just saying, you know, if you, if you just keep that opportunistic, like mindset, like, okay, this is an opportunity. And then think about, you know, I tell people this all the time, like what I gain from being a swimmer in college is it's like invaluable. So I'm sure that there's been so much that, okay, maybe you weren't a receiver in the NFL, but you were a punter and a kicker and you got to, you know, learn and and grow just from like being in that environment, being with all of those top 1% players and traveling and meeting people. And so you had that mindset, you stayed open to it. And then that's where it got you. And then you studied it. Like you mastered, you're like, I'm going to, okay, fine. I'm going to (laughs) learn. And you know, you just didn't count yourself out. And I think that's so huge. 
Yeah, and I think that's one of the big things too to I had to like looking back, you start to see all the lessons that like you learned that you didn't realize that were you were learning in the moment. And you're like, oh, I can apply it to everything. And that was the biggest mm-hmm. or like, the hardest part for me once I got done playing is that year when you're done and you're like transitioning out of sports because it becomes part of who you are in essence, just like career and things like that you do as well. But mm-hmm. once I realized a lot of the tangible lessons that I learned of like, oh, like I learned all this in sports that I can apply to business. I can apply to my life outside of sports. And it set me apart in a lot of different ways. It's like, oh, I've been doing this for years. I didn't think correlated to this, but I didn't really think about it in the moment until I had to, because that was some of the hardest years when that first year when I was done, I was like, well, what am I supposed to do in my life? <laughs> you know, like what's next? And what I realized was all those things that I had been, you know, pushing myself through, putting, you know, past the barrier that I thought was possible, like all those different things created that transition to be a lot easier than I expected. And that's why I tell people all the time, no, it doesn't have to be sports. It doesn't have to be, it could be a different career. It could be whatever. Those things that you learned in your previous season of life always can be applied to your new one or wherever you're doing next. You just have to see it that way. And when you see it that way, you realize all the skills, the things that were, you know, that seemed only for that moment. You're like, how in the world could I apply that? But maybe you, you develop consistencies that make you or separate you from everybody else. And those are your gems that, you know, takes years to develop, but you're way ahead of it. You just have to, you know, change course, which basically goes back right. to the point of me understanding like, okay, I want to go to the NFL. I may not play receiver, but the NFL is still my goal. I'm just changing the direction of how I get there. That's still the goal and utilizing that time I have or the abilities I have and not just throwing it all out. I'm like, well, you know what? It's not exactly how I wanted it. My real goal, if I were to read it, was the NFL. So how do I get right. there? <laughs> Right. So you got there and then you used all of that and you just transitioned it into business. And I think too, you know, for myself, like I remember just like in my early motherhood days, like I was still trying to do half marathons and, you know, you know, really driving home, like more of like the athletic stuff. Like I couldn't, like, I had to like find my, I guess, value in running this certain time. And like, cause you know, swimming is like, time. So there's always like, you know, now when I'm running, I'm like, you need to just chill out. You don't have to be going this certain pace. You have had four children, you know, like just chill out. But I've gotten to that point where I'm like, okay, there's so much more value I have than running a certain time or swimming a certain time or anything like that and transitioning it into how can I be a leader? How can I use my voice? And really stepping into like that exciting um, opportunity where we have each day to grow as a person and like into the best version of ourselves, which is really what we do in Apex is just keep leveling up and keep pushing and keep growing. And so I realized with all of the stuff that I've done, and I'm sure you can relate, is that I, I love the challenge. So it's about the challenge for me. And I still do this like like folding laundry or like doing stuff around the house. I'm like, how can I do this? Like the quickest, like for time. <laughs> like yeah. Sometimes I do wish I could like chill out a tad in some ways, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm glad I was made this way. Like, I don't have what it takes to just sit. And it's like, I'm constantly moving. I'm constantly doing stuff and I'm grateful for it. And I, and I think when we start recognizing that, like, that's such a gift mm-hmm. and, you know, you want to encourage other people to just like, go and do what you want to do. You know, don't have to have all the answers, go and jump in, learn as you go. If it's calling you, it's for you. <laughs> Hey, Freebirds, I am so excited to announce that I have decided to do some one-on-one coaching. This is life coaching that gets you reconnected with your soul's purpose and how you were uniquely made and giving life 
to that purpose. You know that I always say that if everyone walked in their purpose and lived out their gifts, that it would be medicine for this earth. And I just know that from all the work that I've been doing, that this is my life's work and passion and purpose. And I am excited to work with you. If you're interested in this, you can go to the Wing It Rise Up Facebook page. There'll be a link in there to Coaching with Lindsay. Or you can click the link that's in the description of this episode and all further episodes. I'm very excited about this new program and I'm excited to work with you all. Tell me something that you learned while you were in the NFL that you weren't expecting to learn, like something that you didn't expect that you would learn from being in that environment. Yeah. So Sorry, that's a little difficult. I put you on the spot. No, you're good. I love questions like that um, because it's usually the most real and authentic answer that comes out after it. But I think there's a couple lessons I learned from it um, in two different directions. One, because I saw, like as a kid, you you see like how that when you have an encounter with a kid, for example, I'll put it this way. So like as a kid, I would, since some of my family was in sports, we were around it. I got to be, you know, walk up to the athletes, they sign your autograph, do all that kind of stuff. And you have some of the athletes that are like, you know, big time. It's like, Hey, cool. I got to go. Like, and you also have the guys that stay there till the very end until there's no one left to sign. And so as a kid, you realize that. So when I got the opportunity to do that, I was always the one say, Hey, like I'll be here all night. I don't care. And so, but what it taught me was the value of not only the, the people that support you and it doesn't have to be friends and family can be anybody because at the end of the day, if none of those fans showed up, there'd be no, there'd be the sport really wouldn't exist. Like there'd be no money. I wouldn't make money off of like the, like the sport would not exist. And so this perspective of that is that the value of the people that show value to you give back over and deliver that value. And so that transitioned into business too, because now it's the whole giver's gain approach, right? It's like, I'm going to give as much as I possibly can. I'm not expecting anything from you in return. And that situation with sports, it's a little bit different because like they already paid for the ticket or whatever like that. But in business, it's you're giving as much as you can up front with, if they come and they, they do business with you, great. If they don't, at least your life was better because of me. And the same thing was just like, okay, every time I go out on the field, I'm going to play the best that I can. Because at that point in time, there's people which, you know, some, it's crazy to even think about, but there's people like, and I know, and we got to kind of spend a lot of time in like OTAs and training camp with the fans. And like, we get to hang out. Like that was kind of the yeah. setup of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to hear stories of like how their you know their life was better because, or the week was amazing because you, they know you and you got to talk to them. And it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm realizing how much of an impact I'm making, which just seems like I'm playing a sport or I'm just doing whatever. And you kind of realize the value that you carry. Um, and when you give like that without anything in return, without like, you know, just over deliver really, um, it makes a huge difference. And so that was probably one of the biggest things I didn't, you know, you it's common sense, but you don't really expect yourself to see it that tangibly, um, of the effect of it, because when as a kid, you see it, but then when you're the player and you see it, it's a different perspective. Um, and it just changed the way that I viewed everything the way I viewed, you know, walking in the communities, walking into restaurants, like it just didn't matter. So like I tried to treat it the same way, whether they knew me or they didn't, um, because at the end of the day, someone's life could change just because I was there, um, and treating it that way. And then my perspective became every room I step into, it's going to be better because I'm there. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I started to live that way. And then obviously the results come from that. Um, that would be one for sure that, I, that comes off the top of my head right now. Um, 
and just the value that you can provide without you realizing. So we're all special. You don't have to be a professional athlete to do that because the another the other one kind of hand to hand with that that comes to my mind is we used to go. This is in college. Um, we used to go to like the children's hospitals and we would go like our jerseys on. It was a really cool experience where we'd go in and just visit the kids. And I had no idea they knew who I was, but they'd call you walk in and be like, oh my gosh, it's Taylor. Like, how do you know my name? Right. Like mm-hmm. stuff like that. You realize the value of that. You see the kid super excited and like people, sometimes families are not going to be able to get to see them all the time because they have to work, provide for that. So they get to have this you know, a player come in and talk to them, someone they see on TV and things like that. You're like, dang, like the value. And if you take away the jersey, you can take away all that. It really is just the value that you came in provided for that person. And it just really kind of hit home. And I always think back to those moments of like some of the coolest things I got to do were some of those things because it was bigger than sports. Uh, business is bigger than business. Um, and so it's just, it's always the value that you provide, I think. So that would yeah. have to say off the top of my head what I would say. Women, the biggest sounds like a lot of uh, gratitude, gratitude for <laughs> the. You know what I mean? Like that sounds yeah. like you have that perspective of that. I'm so I have like a heart of gratitude that these people have come out here to watch us play. So how can we make sure that we give them that same respect and that same value? And I think it's important to know that you all hold value. Like I have been really focused on my faith lately and really, really driving that message home. Like you better walk into that room. Like God sent you there. And one of the reasons that I work with apex is because I went and I was in the room with my husband at one of the events and I was just being myself, which is what I tell my listeners all the time to be free, be you wing it, rise up, like be yourself, drop everything that everybody wants you to be, or they've told you to be, or what you haven't let yourself be. And then when you walk into those rooms and you are truly yourself, people will recognize those gifts. They, I didn't even know they were looking for to bring people on and they just talk about you when you're not in the room. They're like, we need to bring her on. Like that for me is everything is that when you finally get to know yourself truly and fully, and you step into that and you walk into those rooms and you share your voice and you share your heart, people will want to work with you. So Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're just totally pouring into everyone that's pouring into you and you're having these conversations and these connections, it's just like the greatest thing in the whole wide world. Like it's like back to, you know, the excitement that sewing brought me and the, you know, it's just like constantly knowing that there's something else out there for you. If you're just, you know, walking into rooms, talking to people, uh, pouring into yourself, pouring into your network, pouring into your community, great things will happen to you, but you cannot just sit still. That's 100%. And that's the thing too, like exactly what you just said at the very end is you cannot sit still. And I think a lot of times what tends to get us stuck and it did for me too, certain pieces of it, especially with that year, I told you it was really hard for me to transition as I got stuck because mm-hmm. I wasn't moving. And it's a lot easier to redirect when you're moving. It's a lot harder for yourself to redirect when you're sitting down. Mm-hmm. And so if you're constantly moving, you can pick up, you can move, you can, you can do those different things and you kind of keep this momentum going. When you sit down, you have to build up the momentum just to at least stand up and then just take the first step. So it takes a lot longer and a lot more of yourself to do that. But if you would just mm-hmm. keep moving, okay, then it may not be the right thing, but I'm going to find out it's the wrong thing a lot faster. Right. Okay. So it's, we have to understand and just trust ourselves to the fact of like, okay, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving forward. Momentum is key. Just wait. And same thing in sports. Momentum is a real thing, especially in football. You see it all the time. You know, teams have momentum, then it shifts and then 
but you have to continue that same peace in life in general for yourself, you know, and it goes back to little disciplines, little habits that you have to keep the momentum going even. And so those are little practical things that you can do every single day to keep that in your life. Um, But then also too, you can transition that business and life and everything else you do too. But yeah, it's, it's huge. Those little things matter. And you mentioned gratitude. I try to live by that. It's actually one of the four G codes, which is crazy that it's one of the four things that we kind of stand on as far as core value wise, but it's huge because perspective is everything, right? It's everything is, it's in the eye of the beholder. Um, A life can be the exact same or it could be the completely different circumstances being the exact same. Lives could be literally direct opposites. Um, And you see studies with that, with people that are twins and like literally life is the exact same and their lives are completely different. And they're even almost Mm -hmm. the exact same type of person wise inside. Um, It's just the way they look at life, the way they perceive things, the way they attach meanings to things that they happened in their life, things that didn't happen what they did, what they didn't do. Like all that is a part of everything that we encounter and everything that we are able to accomplish is how we see it. And so um, starting out with, with say gratitude, for example, being one of them is a one way to keep your perspective in the right way of seeing it. Because now when you see it from that place, it's a lot easier to give more rather than seeing it as like, man, there's taking advantage of me. I'm, I'm going to hold back, right? That's just a perspective. Maybe not be that way, but it could be the opposite as well. So it really just depends on how you, or I guess not depends, but your life is the sum of your decisions. And if you decide mm-hmm. to have great perspective, your life can look a lot different. It will. And I love, love, love that about gratitude. I actually did an episode that will be coming out on Thanksgiving week about gratitude yeah, and how, true. if you're practicing it, life will just be more of like a river flow versus like, oh my gosh, this victim mentality. Yeah, <laughs> Everything's always going wrong. And like, But it's not, you know, it's just when you start speaking that stuff, you know, it's like if you just hold back and just realize like the perspective of how much we have an opportunity and have that heart of gratitude, things will go better. But the other thing I wanted to bring up, because my listeners know I talk about movement and exercise all of the time. Like it is a non-negotiable for me, mostly because I can't sit still and like it really helps with my (laughs) mental health and anxiety and stress. I'm an Italian. Mama needs to move got four kids, you know, lots going on. But if you know how it is, like if you take like two days off for whatever reason, like you're traveling or it's like, even like those two days, like when you go to move again, it's like feels a little, you know what I mean? It just feels a little bit more off, but like when you're constantly like doing like little, you know, those habits and they're so huge. Like I have started an accountability group and we get up at five 15 through the week. And it's like, good morning, like a good morning text. And you know that the, you know, your, your crew is up. And for me, it's like the gift after I move my body is like, I've got time to myself. It's like the house is quiet still. And mom's got that done for the day. But I mean, whenever you do, it doesn't matter whatever works for you, but movement is really where I feel like if you keep moving, you're going to get the idea of where you need to move, like pivot next, what you want to do next. Like I get my greatest ideas when I'm doing my cardio or my strength work. And my confidence and my, you know, all that power that comes from with like moving your heart rate up a little bit, like, you know what I mean? So much good things come from that. So if you're able to move your body, I cannot understand why you aren't. (laughs) Right, right. And it's, it's the idea too, of like, we have the four pillars of life, right? And so mastering every single one of them. And the biggest thing is in life, the whole really, if you boil it down, the whole goal of life, if you will, is to master yourself. Right. And so when you master yourself, if you, the physical is a part of that, 
right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's so much not it's bigger than just being physical. It's mental too, and that's why it creates these a lot of different things in our mind, clarity, all these different things. But if we control our physical and how we handle that, it opens up so many doors to how we control the mentality as well. Like a lot of because it creates discipline. You know, not discipline. You have to have a mindset. Like there's so many different things that's so good for us. Outside of just the physical part of it, our body being healthy and being able to operate the way it's supposed right. to, like it's supposed to move, like how we were designed to. Uh, we weren't designed to just sit around and, and not do anything. Like that's just, <laughs> we, that's just not how we're wired. It's not how we're it's almost like laughable because it's like, yeah. how, how are you not like doing anything? Like it doesn't mean you have to go run a marathon. You don't have to yeah. go, you know, swim the English channel. You just <laughs> have to move a little bit. And I yeah. promise it's such a gift. And I think like, Two, like holding those promises you have for yourself. So, so many people are like, well, I'm going to start exercising on Monday. Like, why not start today and hold yourself like integrity. We talked about that this morning. Like, I, you know, I don't want to lie to myself. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And then, you know, that gives you like, that creates a discipline. It creates a confidence within yourself too, because you know, you're going to do what you say you're going to do. And it's huge. It's a game changer. But I think we really nailed like... (laughs) a ton of topics in a half an hour (laughs) i i knew when i first met you i was like okay we are gonna need to like talk this out on a podcast (laughs) i love doing it and this is great because i'm glad we did because there's so many different things and there's endless lessons i could go through and probably same for you and different things that we've learned just in sports alone not even just recently and different things like that because there are so many different tangible things that you learn. I mean, even if you didn't play sports growing up, you'll learn so much about yourself from just physically moving and working out. It's it's insane. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'll go into the gym and I'll be like, oh my gosh, like, I just learned this or this just clicked. And it's because you put yourself in a space, especially if you're pushing yourself physically, you put yourself in a space of uncomfortableness, right? And so when you get past those barriers you thought was not possible, your mind expands a little bit. And so in those moments, you kind of, you're breaking that out. So like what I always talk about, and it was was what I try to focus on once I got done playing, because when you're playing sports, you kind of get paid to work out. And it's kind of easy to do that, right? And somewhat like you're Mm -hmm. supposed to. And then when you're done, you're just like, well, I really don't have to do it anymore, but why should I? And I had to answer that question because at first, I'm not going to lie, the first couple of months I was like, I'm in good shape. We'll just kind of ride. I had the same thing too. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure we all go through that. Maybe we need that period to realize that we love it, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's just like those months I was like, why, why do I need to work out? Like, so I try at the very beginning, I was like, well, I'm going to, you know, join this intramural league. I'm going to do this to keep myself in, in check basically. Um, But then I realized like, okay, like I started studying a little bit about it and realized all those different things. But every time I keep coming back to like, was I working out or pushing myself to the limit? I learned more about myself. And then you went back to the point I made about mastering yourself is the whole, really the whole point of life. Because now if you master yourself, one, no one else can master you. And you can't, you can't fall into the place of getting mastered even by yourself. Right. Because a lot of times we'll put ourselves in a spot because we don't want to face certain things. or don't want to be uncomfortable or don't want to do these different things. And if working out's uncomfortable, then every single day I can create the momentum that builds up, builds up steam to where now when I step out into something outside of working out, which other people are involved now, it's a lot easier for me to step into that moment because I've been training myself to get uncomfortable for years. Right. And so now it's so much easier to, to, you know, to step in that moment. But, but yeah, there's so many different things that, I mean, I could take from sports and life and all that good stuff. Well, I'm just really happy to see that you have, you know, pivoted very well out of, 
you know, athletics and your time in sports. And then we're able to just step into business. And I'm really, really grateful to work with you. It's been fun getting to know you and just be a part of such a winning team. And, you know, I'm just grateful for all the gifts that we get to learn every single day. Cause it, you know, I, I couldn't imagine it any other way. And I just get excited about all the cool things that are going to come. And I really, really am grateful that you came on here today. So you could deliver such important messages to my free birds. That's what I call them. Free birds. So, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, a pleasure. Yeah. So, well, also having... Taylor, you need to tell them that you have a podcast as well. I do. I do have a podcast as well. Um, and it's called the Taylor Semenk show. Um, and so I try to go on there and it's, there's a couple of different platforms to it. So I have on YouTube, which I do once a week, which I roll out a video. And then during the week I do, whether it be five to 10 minutes, max, just bite-sized information on different things um, that I'll be putting out pretty much every day. Um, so just kind of keeping that. So that's where you can find me, Terrace Make Show, whether it be on podcast, I mean, Apple, well, all the other platforms, I don't even know, uh, Spotify, all that stuff. So anywhere else they can find you. Do you want like on social media? Yeah, you can find me on social media at T-SIM. So it's like my last name, T-S-Y-M-M. Um, if you like type in Taylor Semenk, you'll find me too there. Thankfully, with the sports, it verified my account. So it's really easy to find me there. Um, so if you just type it in, um, I didn't have to do all that, which is great. But then same thing on Facebook. I post a little bit more frequently on Facebook if you want to follow that. But um, But yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and I really appreciate it. And I know that this is just valuable, valuable information for everybody in December to go start off their new year just right, going after what they want in life and getting it done. Absolutely. And the one thing I'll say with that, since it's going into the new year, is obviously you have goal setting time. Usually it's about right now. Yep. New Year's resolutions is coming up. And if you look at the stats, it usually 30% of people make it past the first two months. And <laughs> ten one, I think it's 1% of people make it to that third month. And so... The key to that one is write down your goals. Most people say it and it's a wish of what they want to do. If you write it down, you literally put yourself in the top 20% of the entire world toward your goals. And then when you create an action plan around that goal, you put yourself in the top 1%. And then if you complete it, obviously you're above that. So just remembering those different things going into it, be intentional with your time. If you're going to do it, do it. Be integ Have integrity. Have integrity. <laughs> if you say you're going to do it, go and do it. Don't yeah. lie to yourself show up for yourself. And uh, yeah, I think that's a great message. Write it down. Don't fall into that. What? 1% that drops <laughs> drop off on the third, on the third yeah. month. Don't do that. Don't be that gym person. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for coming on today. And don't forget to, to uh, be free, be you and wing it rise up. Thank you for tuning in to the Wing It and Rise Up podcast. Make sure to share this with someone you know that can benefit from this content. Remember to support this show by rating, reviewing, and subscribing.